The regular season of the National Rugby League is heating up as we approach the final three weeks of the competition. We're starting to see where each of the top eight teams are at form-wise, and we're starting to look into a bit of a crystal ball and see what potential finals week one matches look like. Welcome to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 18. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. An absolute massive show today. We're going to be discussing the arrival of Anthony Griffin to the St. George Illawarra Dragons on a two-year deal starting from 2021 as the head coach. We're going to discuss the massive Friday night matchup between the Penrith Panthers and the Parramatta Eels. We're going to talk about the battle for the top four. Can Canberra, Newcastle, or the Rabbitohs find a way to sneak in there? And we're also going to discuss the battle for the wooden spoon as it heats up between the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Brisbane Broncos. So a lot to discuss on the show today. I want to thank you guys for your support each and every Tuesday afternoon. Today's episode is a little bit late. I'm recording it on Tuesday night. You guys will most likely start listening to it on Wednesday morning. So my apologies there. Hopefully you can listen to it before the round commences. But I want to spend, uh, send a special thank you to all my listeners. Uh, last week was our most successful show yet. Um, and it's all because of you guys supporting me throughout the year. So thank you for that. Before we start the podcast today, I'd just like to remind you, if you guys haven't, please like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. Please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. Please leave a review on Apple Podcast. And please just tell me what you think of the show. Do you enjoy it? I want to hear your feedback as we approach the end of the season. Um, just a reminder before we start as well, I will be continuing this podcast leading into the final series, including the finals, including the grand final, and then State of Origin. Um, I'm going to discuss and preview all three matches just before they happen. So the show's not over by a long shot for 2020. I will be back for 2021. A lot to look forward to. Let's get into the round 18 action. But before we do that, let's recap round 17. And it all started on Thursday night when the Pender and Panthers, they were a little bit scrappy. They weren't at their best, but they got the job done against the Brisbane Broncos 25-12. to I tipped the Panthers in that game. Uh, on the Friday games, we had Newcastle way too strong for the Cronulla Sharks, 38-10, to which included the Chad Townsend send-off. We're going to discuss that later on the show as well. The other game on Friday night, the Melbourne Storm. A good second-half comeback against the Rabbitohs team that were in the box position to win that game. They ended up winning that game 22-16. to I tipped Newcastle and the Storm in those games, which made me free from free um, at the start of the week, heading into my favorite time of the week, Super Saturday. It was the Gold Coast Titans, too strong for a Bulldogs team that wasn't too bad in that game, 18-14. We saw the West Tigers stage a huge comeback. They were down with four, uh, by 14 with 11 minutes left on the clock. They managed to outgun the Manly Seagulls. 34 to 32 points in a very high scoring at Kiana. And then the main event at 7.30 on Saturday, we saw the Roosters too strong for the Canberra Raiders in Sonny Bill Williams. Luke Heary and Angus Crichton's return. Um, I tipped all those games correct as well. So I was 6 for 6 heading into a massive Sunday for myself and my footy tips, uh, which saw the Parramatta Eels being too strong for the New Zealand Warriors, 24 to 18. And the, Can- uh, the North Queensland Cowboys staging a late comeback to defeat the St. George Illawarra Dragons. 23-22. I tipped the Warriors and the Dragons in those matchups, which made me 6 from 8 for the week. A little bit disappointing, considering I was going for that perfect round before the Sunday games. Uh, but it did make me 94 uh, correct tips for the season so far, with a 6 out of 8 round 17. That is an average of 5.5 a round. So still not where I want it to be for 2020. Um, but we'll be back stronger next year. And there's still three rounds left of the regular season. So hopefully I can jag my first perfect round of the year. Let's discuss all the action for round 18 uh, in a huge round uh, with serious finals implications. And round 18 will all kick off from Bankwest Stadium at 7.50pm 
on Thursday night when the West Tigers host the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and both of these teams were far from their best last weekend at certain points of the game, but it was the West Tigers uh, that managed to pull off an upset victory, a come-from-behind victory against the Manly Seagulls in a very impressive performance. They were down by 14 with 11 minutes left before a late comeback saw them get home. The story since that game has been the departure of Josh Reynolds and Russell Packer um, at halftime from the game. Russell Packer apparently suffers from arthritis, is what the CEO from the West Tigers has said. They haven't really given a reason to why Josh Reynolds left the game, but there's been all sorts of rumours whether they should receive any sort of punishment or any any kind of uh, repercussions from what they did last weekend. Um, both of them have been named on the extended squad this weekend, so it's a watch this space in regards to that story. But I was really impressed by the Tigers' comeback. They were absolutely terrible in the first half against Manly last weekend. Half an hour had gone in the game last week, and the Tigers had only completed four sets, and one of those was their first try of the evening. So... Um, they were all over the place in the first half. It did show some fight and some courage to come back in the second half and um, and beat a tiring Manly side, but they face a much harder opposition this week in the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who were in the box seat to beat Melbourne last Friday night. Um, they were winning pretty comfortably at halftime last weekend. They got into the lead and uh, were looking really good in patches in that matchup, but uh, the second half was more like their first half of the season. A lot of drop football, especially in their first half, a lot of unforced errors, which just gave Melbourne a straight opportunity to get back in the game. And South Sydney, um, for some reason against the Storm, they just really seem to struggle. They've won, I believe, five out of 33 games against the Melbourne Storm. So um, not a great record there. They've got a lot to prove before the finals, in my opinion. Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds, I believe, both said a fortnight ago that their goal was to make the top four uh, before they came against the Eels. They absolutely demolished Parramatta um, two weeks ago, but it's all about consistency for them. They've lost one of their be- best strike weapons in Latrell Mitchell, who was finally hitting some form in that fullback role. So a lot to prove for the Rabbitohs. They need to get back on track this weekend, and I think they will do that against the West Tigers. Um, they are welcomed by the return of Dane Gagai, who finally comes back into the side, which forces the young gun Jackson Paulo um, out this week, which I don't think uh, necessarily is a bad thing. I mean, St- Stephen Masters has definitely deserved his spot, and Jackson Paulo uh, seemed to struggle um, in t- at times in that match last Friday night. So, um, as I said, it, it needs to be a statement by the Rabbitohs. They need to prove that they can hang with the bigger teams. They've got the Tigers and the Bulldogs in the next fortnight before round 20 in their final game of the year. They do, do versus the Sydney Roosters. So that will be the game that they're really marking on their calendars to look to impress before finals and getting to some finals form. Um, but this game, they can't underestimate the Tigers because, as I said, they're in a rebuilding stage. I said this last week uh, as Michael Maguire, uh, their coach and the Rabbitohs' former coach, prepares to clean house there and really find out who deserves to be there. I was really impressed by the combination between Moses Emboy and Adam Dewey last weekend. I thought Adam Dewey played especially well in the center position. I think that might be his position moving forward. Um and really, the uh, the fire-up that Michael Maguire pretty much issued the team in saying that there's going to be a roster clean-out and he's going to get the roster that he wants at the club seemed to inspire that comeback. And some guys seemed, in my opinion, to have a real hard look at themselves and see if they want to be in the side. So uh, this Tigers team, they've got nothing to lose this weekend. They're going into a game against the Rabbitohs where everybody's really expecting them to lose. Um, 
but they are capable of an upset. The Tigers have been known in the past 10 years to cause an upset on the Rabbitohs, so the Rabbitohs shouldn't overlook the Tigers, but I think they should be too strong. I mean, uh, Walker and Reynolds have been playing well together lately. Um, even Walker last weekend stepping up to score that try against Melbourne. Damien Cook is starting to really get some room out of dummy half as the season goes on and a lot of the bigger forwards in the game start to get tired. Um, so their playmakers are starting to really hit some form. Corey Allen was really good at fullback with Alex Johnson. They kind of shared the role last weekend. So I'm impressed by the Rabbitohs, even though they, as I said, they were in a box opportunity to win last weekend. They couldn't get it done, but they're going to bounce back this week. I reckon the Rabbitohs will win this one by 16, but the Tigers probably will hang in there for a little while uh, before the Rabbitohs run away with it in the second half. The Penrith Panthers versus the Parramatta Eels will headline Friday night football, but before we get to that, we've got the 6 o'clock game from ANZ Stadium. The Canterbury Bulldogs will host the Manly Seagulls, and really, uh, there's not much to say about this game. It's really the one that you can skip. Both teams are on a six-game losing streak, I believe, and Manly, well, they should have beat the Tigers last weekend. I don't know what happened. They were in the boxed seat. They were playing really good football at the start of the game before absolutely collapsing um, in the last 15 to 20 minutes of that game, and the Tigers came storming home and ended up getting the two points, and that really pretty much highlights Manly's season. Um, they've been an opportunity to win games, but they've just let them slip time and time again, and um, I don't know if it's a lack of effort. Um, obviously, they've got a lot of injury issues like they have for the past few seasons, but mainly of the past few seasons have seemed to handle their injury concerns a lot better um, and, you know, really become that gritty team that Des Hasler likes to coach. But uh, this season, 2020, it hasn't worked out for Manly. They're facing a Bulldog side uh, that almost upset the Titans last weekend, and the Titans, uh, at one stage of the game, looked to... Uh, be getting away with it, and we're going to go on to comfortably win, but the Bulldogs uh, staged a good comeback and uh, really stayed in the fight, which was the impressive sign. So they've got a lot of changes this weekend, the uh, the Bulldogs. They've got uh, Jade Nokenbowl plays first game since his suspension. That's been well publicized at the start of the year. Um, Tim Lafay, um back on the extended bench. They've got Jake Avaro partnering uh, Lachlan Lewis's 5'8", because of, uh, uh, I believe it's Kieran Foran's AC joint. Um, so Avaro gets his chance in the halves there, and um, we'll see what he can make of it. Uh, meanly, as I said, they Kay Cust comes back into the 5'8 position. Josh Schuster, the young rookie who was pretty good in his debut last weekend, he got injured. Um, Tavita Funa back at fullback this week. Hopuati in at the wing. Morgan Harper keeps his spot on the side with Miski. Um, because of their, all of their injuries in the back line. So really, if there's one game you want to skip this weekend, I say it in most podcasts, it's definitely this game. I mean, the Bulldogs, you'd think, would have plenty to play for, but considering if they win a game, if they can break this massive losing streak, which they almost did in the past two weekends um, of football, if they can break it, uh, they go off the bottom of the ladder, and the Brisbane Broncos do get the wooden spoon. But if you look at the Bulldogs' run home for the rest of the season, they do have mainly this week. Um, next week, they've got the Rabbitohs. In the last round, they've got the Penrith Panthers. I mean, a win against the Rabbitohs certainly is possible, but you've got to think, if they're going to win a game for the rest of the season, it will be this weekend against a weekend manly side if they've got any chance of avoiding that wooden spoon. So uh, we'll look at the Broncos' run home a little bit later when we get to that game, but uh, I actually expect the Bulldogs to really fight in this game. Mainly, as I said, sometimes their effort's just not there. Um, their, def- their commitment and defense is all over the place. They can score points when they want to, but who knows what Manly side we're going to get this weekend. And I think I'm going to tip the Bulldogs, which I haven't done in a very, very long time, but I'm tipping the Bulldogs in an upset here. And I think they, uh, with these changes, they've got a lot of young kids in there. Will Hopwadi's been really good 
since his return from injury. They have been creeping closer to the to a win. And if they're going to get one any week, it's going to be this week against the Manly Seagulls team that you just don't know what you're going to get from. Um, they want this season to be over. They still have a name, Tommy Shrojevic, who Andrew John said early in the week uh, on Freddie and the Aif, I believe, um, the him and Brad Fittler's podcast, that Tom Shrojevic does need to play some football to be uh, considered for origin. And I think Brad Fittler pretty much agreed with that statement. So you'd think they'd get Tom Shrojevic back next week or round 20 at least. But this week, I think the Bulldogs are very much capable of an upset. And I'm going to go to the Bulldogs by four points in this matchup. As I said earlier, the second game of Friday Night Football shapes up to be an absolute blockbuster. When from Panthers Stadium, the Penrith Panthers take on the Parramatta Eels at 7.55pm on Friday night. And of course, the Parramatta Eels are still the only team to defeat the Penrith Panthers in 2020. With, of course, the Newcastle Knights drawing with the Panthers earlier in Round 2, early in the season, without Nathan Cleary. But the Eels are the only team to defeat them with Nathan Cleary, who's arguably the form player in the competition at the moment. And really, this is a chance for the Eels to showcase that they can compete in finals football after being heavily criticized in the past couple of months uh, because of their form slump, which has been drastic uh, since the start of the competition where they're absolutely on fire. Um, it almost doesn't look like the same Parramatta side two weekends ago. Parramatta were destroyed by South Sydney, uh, which rocked their season. And of course, Dylan Brown was injured in that matchup. Last weekend, we'll say they survived against the New Zealand Warriors. I was really impressed by the start of the game by the Parramatta Eels. They are completing their sets. Mitchell Moses was looking good. Clint Gustin was getting involved nice and early. Um, and Blake Ferguson finally broke that try-scoring drought since that's been going since round one. But uh, the Warriors, they led him back in the game. The Warriors, of course, got that sin bin, which helped the Eels at the start of the game. The Eels scored two tries. We're not really going to get into that, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with the sin binning call. Um, but the Warriors staged a great fight back and almost stole that game from right without the uh, from underneath the Eels' grasp. And uh, really, Parramatta should have been better at wrapping that game up, and they should have really went on with the job. So I've still got my doubts about the Eels, and as I said, they've got to be working to some sort of finals form. Um, last week was a step in the right direction because they did get the win against the Eels, but they're going to have to be a lot better this weekend against the benchmark of the competition in the Penrith Panthers, who they weren't at their best last weekend, really, either against the Brisbane Broncos last Thursday night. Um, they struggled in that game. Brisbane got over the top of them a little bit, but the game was never really in doubt, and I think the Panthers had one eye open on this week against their real last challenge in the regular season before the finals. Um, and really, I don't think that's too much of a concern for the Panthers because... Dylan Edwards, uh, Jerome Lua, Nathan Cleary's combination has been outstanding. Appy Corusau just lends to that attack, and they get a welcome return of, a return of Isaiah Yeo this week um, back into the side, which actually pushes Kurt Capewell out of the 17, and you know you've got a really competitive lineup when Kurt Capewell is named in the 19 jersey. That really shows you the strength of this Penrith team this year and their growth. As a side, Charlie Staines is actually eligible to play again after getting over that hamstring injury, and he's not named either. So uh, Penrith, they've got a strong lineup. Everybody in their jerseys are really playing well and earning their jerseys, and this is going to be the uh, the ultimate test before the finals for them against the Parramatta Eels side, who they could very well go up against in round one of the finals. So it could be a preview for four weeks' time, and uh, I think Penrith are going to treat it seriously. They're at their home ground at Penrith Stadium, and if they win this game, they can wrap up the minor premiership. 
um, in front of their home crowd. So a hell of a lot to play for for both teams. I think it's going to come down to the battle of the forwards. Um, and whoever gets over the top of the other one really give creative control to the halves. I'm much more impressed by the Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary combination this year than I am of Jyfield and Mitchell Moses. As I said, Mitchell Moses did have a good game last weekend, but the last couple of months since he's returned from that injury, um, he seems to go missing during the big games, and I've, it's a real concern that I've got for him in finals matches like last year's final against the Melbourne Storm. He was nowhere to be seen the whole match, and that usually so pinpoint kicking game was nowhere to be seen. So he really needs to step up this weekend and really control his team around well, but he can't do that without the forward stepping up. And as I said, Penrith's got one of the best, if not the best, forward, uh, form forward pack in the comp at the moment. So that's going to be a very hard job for the Eels. Nathan Brown is in good form, so is Ryan Madison and Sean Lane. Junior Paulo has a good offload in but They really need to shut down this Penrith forward pack because Penrith is so good early in games at getting over the top of their opponents and scoring early points and really getting on with the job. So, um, as I said, it's it's going to be a huge game. Penrith haven't necessarily started the best the last couple of games, but I think they're going to be really switched on for this game. I said they've had their eye on it for a while, and I expect Penrith to wrap up the minor premiership this one. I've got Penrith by 10 points um, as they charge forward with their 13th straight victory and look forward to finals football and see that they could potentially be playing the Parramatta Eels in finals week one. And we're off to my favourite time of the week now, Super Saturday, and it all kicks off from 3pm at Wynn Stadium down here in Wollongong in a game that I most likely will be attending when the St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Canberra Raiders. And really, the Dragons should have defeated the Cowboys last Sunday night. Uh, they've done what they've done so many times this year, and that's let their opponent back in, their ga- in the game when you know they've been in complete control. They did it against the Titans two weekends ago. They did it against the Roosters when they had so many injuries about a month ago. Um, and really, uh, this has been the crux of the Dragons for the last four to five years. They lose the games they really should win. Um, obviously, there's been big news this weekend. Yesterday afternoon, it was announced that Anthony Griffin will be the new head coach of the St. George Illawarra Dragons um, on a two-year deal starting in 2021. I think this is personally a good move. I mean, I know that Anthony Griffin has been criticized in the past, but he got sacked as Penrith coach when they were in the top four. He didn't even really get a chance to lead them into the finals. Um, and he's just the coach, in my opinion, that will add some discipline back into the St. George Illawarra Dragons team. He might not necessarily be the coach that's going to win you premierships, but he's the team that's going to install discipline. He's from outside of the club, which I think the Dragons so desperately need an outside figure, considering they've had coaches in the past, Dean Young, Nathan Brown, uh, Paul McGregor, all former players, um, all legends of the club. But it's pretty much turned into a boys' club there, at St. George, Illawarra, St. George Illawarra, and they need an outside voice and an outside figure um, to really lead them to success, which is shown when you look at their only premiership 10 years ago when Wayne Bennett came into St. George and really turned their whole club around and got on the 2010 premiership trophy. So um, I think it's a good appointment, but we'll see how it goes when it starts in 2021. Five weeks into the 2021 season, I could be saying Anthony Griffin's got to go, but... At the moment, I think you've got to give him time um, to really build the squad that he wants to build and really install some discipline um, and some hard work and some ethic into a into a huge preseason for the Dragons because I think they've been lacking in discipline um, and lacking in maybe not effort, but maybe they just haven't wanted it enough in the past. So um, they've got a big game this weekend. Anyway, anyway, the Dragons, Cody Ramsey will make his debut on the wing uh, since 
uh, Ravalala has been injured. Um, and uh, Canberra, they're going to be looking to bounce back from that defeat last Saturday night against the Sydney Roosters. Um, so a big game here. I expect Canberra to pretty much run over the top of the Dragons, to be honest. As I said, the Dragons so inconsistent this season, and they lose the games they should win. Um, but in the games against the you know, the more skilled opponents and the teams higher up on the ladder, they really seem to struggle. Canberra, they're going to be very disappointed after that loss against the Roosters. They were in the game in the first 20 minutes before the Roosters just showed their class and showed that the Raiders, they're going to be very competitive in finals, but they're not necessarily up to the level of skill of the good teams like the Roosters, Storm and Penrith. So they're going to be out to prove a point that they're going to be very competitive come finals time. They are boosted um, by the potential of a return from Soliola, who's named on the extended bench, and wouldn't he be a boost to their premiership aspirations in 2020 if he could return? Uh, the experience that he brings to that forward pack is massive. Um, so, Canberra, it's not it's not game over in 2020, but they need to really head into the finals with some good form. Now on some good form, now in some really good form. They're playing some good football before that game against the Roosters last weekend, and as I said, they weren't blown off the park despite the Roosters being so impressive. So um, there's a lot of positives to take out of last week's performance by the Raiders. It will be a good stepping stone, a good lesson for them. I expect them to beat the Dragons comfortably, and I've got the Raiders by 30 points in this matchup on the start Super Saturday. The second game on Super Saturday is the battle between Big Brother and Little Brother, but it's been a Little Brother that's had the much better season in 2020 when the Gold Coast Titans host the Brisbane Broncos from Seabus Super Stadium. I'm not going to get into the Broncos too much this weekend. I'm not going to bag them too much. They were really in the fight last week against Penrith. They tried really hard, but just couldn't get the job done. Um, I was impressed by the new half combination between Sean O'Sullivan and Tom Dearden for the most part. I think they do lack a little bit of polish and a little bit of experience that they need at this stage with their young club. But they are boosted by the return of Alex Glenn and a couple others this weekend. Um, the Titans, on the other hand... They're playing a really good brand of football, a really exciting brand of football, and I'm really excited for their 2021 season. I think they're really due for some big things next year. I think they're going to be a finalist in 2021. If I'm predicting my season right now, I've got the Titans in my top eight. That's how impressed I've been by these young kids this year. And uh, Jamil Fogarty, absolutely outstanding since he has debuted into first grade. His combination of Alexander Brimson has been great. AJ Brimson since his return from injury. Um, and their forwards, whatever it be, uh, Fuiaka, Sam Stone, um, and these guys like uh, Jolliffe, these guys have been really impressive for them this year. So, um, as I said, the, the future's bright for Gold Coast. They're versing a Brisbane team that's low on confidence, um, but not low on effort. As I said, the last couple of weeks, they've really been trying, but it's really just not their season. And I said it a bit earlier with the Bulldogs. I looked at their part last three games, and the Bulldogs, their biggest chance to win a game is this week. Um, for the rest of the season to get off the bottom of the ladder. If the Broncos want to avoid the wooden spoon, they've got to win one of the games against the Gold Coast Titans. Next week, they got the Eels, and the week after, they got the Cowboys. So I think their best shot of winning the game is against North Queensland in round 20. But this game definitely is winnable, and it's an interesting contest. I don't think it's going to be a snore fest. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored um, in it, actually. I know the Titans have really improved their defense in 2020. But the Broncos, whether it be guys like David Fafita, Orkatoni Stag stepping up. They're starting to find a way to score points, uh, which is really positive at this late point of the season, considering how bad this season has been for them. At least they're continuing to show up and trying probably harder than they have been for the rest of the season these last couple of weeks. So 
Um, if they keep trying, I don't know if they're going to be too far away from a win. I don't see it happening this week, though. I think the Titans at the moment are full of confidence. Their young guys are growing in confidence with each week and with each win. So I've got the Titans by 10 points in this game, but I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. I think it's going to be a highly entertaining contest. And for the second week in a row, the final game of Super Saturday will feature the reigning premiers when the Sydney Roosters take on the Newcastle Knights from the Sydney Cricket Ground at 7.35pm. And the Roosters, well, they uh, got a lot of recruits back last week. Luke Keery, Angus Crichton, Sonny Bill Williams debuted uh, back in Roosters' colours with only 11 minutes of football, but he'll be much better from the run. And uh, they didn't celebrate Josh Morris's uh, 300th necessarily with exciting football where they score a lot of points, but they were very clinical against the Raiders, and you can really tell just by watching the Sydney Roosters side that their best football is yet to come, and they're really going to give the competition a shake come finals time, and they really are a huge chance of going three premierships in a row, which would be an unbelievable feat in the modern game. James Tedesco, absolutely outstanding last week as well, getting back to some of his best football, and really, there's only positives... um, to look at from last week's performance for the Roosters against such a strong team, the Canberra Raiders, but they really starved them of possession and really looked dominant throughout the whole game last weekend. Their opponents this weekend um, are the Newcastle Knights, and last week they got back to playing some of their best football. Caitlin Ponga was absolutely outstanding. He has been rested this week, um, which was expected, considering opposition have been targeting him for quite a long time, that Adam O'Brien has decided to give him a week off heading into the finals, but not too late, so he could still be in some really good form heading into it. But I, I'm very perplexed by the the game that he chose to give Caelan Ponger a week off against, you know, the bench one of the benchmarks of the competition in the Sydney Roosters. Maybe he just felt that Ponger was run down and needed the week off, which is fair enough. But I'm also very perplexed by the reason why he has chosen to rest Time or Hunt and Mitch Barnett from this game as well. Mitch Barnett has recently just got back from injury, but obviously he's got a plan. Obviously he's rearing them, getting them ready for finals football because they're going to be an elimination game, most likely against the Rabbitohs or Canberra um, at this stage, maybe even the uh, the Sharks. So it's going to be a tough game regardless of who they verse. They do get a couple of additions back this week. Edric Lee's back on the wing, and Daniel Sofidi will start from the bench with his brother retaining his spot in the starting side. I think they're just taking it with baby steps with Daniel Saifidi. They don't want him to hurt that knee again for the third time this season. So, um, But this is obviously shaping up to be a huge game for Newcastle's season. They're currently in seventh place. They could potentially get up to fifth, um, or, you know, incredibly, they could even get in the top four, even though it's very doubtful. Um, but this is, as I said, shaping up to be a very key contest for their season against the Roosters. They don't necessarily have to win it because they're confirmed to be in the finals for 2020, but they really need to show that they can compete with the top sides or it could be a very early exit for the Knights come finals time. As I said, I was impressed by their victory over the Sharks last weekend. It's the start of something. Adam O'Brien a week ago called for an honesty session. I think the Knights showed up and delivered last weekend. They need to keep that momentum going against the Roosters team that is so so much class and so much superstardom in their side. They're going to be very hard to beat or even dent in this contest, but Newcastle, if they offer it, if they can score some points early, could really uh, fluster this Roosters team potentially. Um, but in my opinion, the Roosters are going to have way too much class in the end. Um, they've got superstars everywhere you look in their side, and I've got the Roosters by 22 in this contest. The first game of Sunday football again takes place at 4 o'clock when the Melbourne Storm uh, host the North Queensland Cowboys from the Sunshine Coast 
up there in Queensland. And the Storm, they weren't at their best in the first half last weekend against the Rabbitohs, but they really dominated the second half and showed why they are one of the Premiership favourites, dismantling a Rabbitohs side that uh, gave them a lot of opportunities. But the Storm definitely uh, capitalised on them. And uh, the performance of Ryan, Ryan Pappahouse was absolutely outstanding. One of the best players um, they've had all year, if not their best player. He's going to sit out. He's been rested this weekend with a niggling injury. So Nico Hines will get his spot at fullback once again for the, I think it's the third or fourth time this year. They're versing a Cowboys side that uh, finally got a win and finally broke that six or seven game losing streak last weekend um, against the St. George Illawarra Dragons with a late comeback. They're going to get some confidence uh, from that win and, Really, as I said last week, they're in a rebuilding stage at the moment, the Cowboys. It was good to see Valentine Holmes get back into some good form and kick the winning field goal as well, scoring a try. Um, So that's promising signs heading into 2021. But they're versing a Melbourne side that's really primed and really ready to launch a massive finals campaign in 2020. And they rightfully deserve to be one of the premiership favourites. Cameron Munster and Cameron Smith have been pretty quiet since they did return from injury. Um, a couple weeks weekends ago. I expect them to really lift this weekend without Pabberhausen. Of course, Cameron Smith's still undecided uh, whether he's going to continue playing in 2021, and if he does, what club that's going to be at. Um, obviously, there's some there's some talk that it could be retirement, but him and Munster, I expect them to be leading this storm side around well this weekend, and uh, the Cowboys aren't, aren't, are unfortunately this season a side that you can score a lot of points against, because even when they won Last weekend, the Dragons still scored four tries against them, and uh, they're versing much higher opposition this week. I think the Storm will win this one by plenty. I think that Storm by 40, and I think they're really, really prepping for a huge finals campaign, especially if the match that would currently happen if the finals were this weekend does, and that is against the Roosters. Um, the Storm versus the Roosters, week one of the finals. Wow, that's mouth-watering stuff, and the Storm will have to be at their best against the reigning Premiers. Um and I think they will be, and I think that this week is just a stepping stone for them um, to really get to playing some of their best football. So the Storm by 40 in this game, by, for, in my opinion. Which leads me to the final game of the round, and it takes place on Sunday at 6.30pm from the Strata Jubilee Stadium when the Cronulla Sharks host the travelling New Zealand Warriors. Really, this match is set to be a, maybe the biggest of the weekend. Uh, the Warriors... They're still alive in 2020, despite losing to the Eels last weekend. I thought it was a very good performance. They did have a man in the bin for 10 minutes in Jazz Tavunga, and they managed to um, come back despite losing 18-0 in that game and conceding two tries in that 10-minute period. But overall, I thought the Warriors were very impressive and uh, have been one of the form competition uh, teams in the competition for the past month. They versed the Cronulla Sharks side that got destroyed by uh, Newcastle last weekend, and they've lost their halfback Chad Townsend, their premiership winning halfback, for five weeks due to suspension after a uh, a very, very rough shot against Kalen Ponga. They are welcomed by the return of Sean Johnson this weekend, but this game shapes up to be such a key battle uh, in the top eight. The Warriors are really the only team that can sneak into the finals, of course, with the exception of the Tigers, but the Tigers have such a impossible run home that I can't see them doing it. The Warriors are really the only team that I can see somehow sneaking into the top eight and if they beat the Cronulla this week, they've got a massive chance. Because if you look at Cronulla's last couple of games, they've got the Roosters and the Raiders. The Warriors, on the other hand, have the Raiders and Manly. So um, it's going to be a tough ask for the Warriors, even if they do win this game. Uh, you know, stepping up against Canberra next weekend. But 
Cronulla are in a position this week that if they don't win this game of football, I don't think they're going to be good enough for the Raiders or the Roosters, and they could might not win a game for the rest of the year because they're going to be in an elimination match round one of the finals for sure if they do make it. So, um, as I said, the Warriors have plenty to play for in this game. They've got it all to play for. Cronulla should be focused on maintaining that top eight spot. So it's going to be an absolute classic game. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to go down to the wire. Both of these sides don't really have a tendency to flog opponents. And uh, I think it's a very tough matchup. The Sharks have lost as well as Chad Townsend. They've also lost Wade Graham in this game. And I think he contributes a lot to their attack, to organizing the team around just with his experience. And he's obviously a very good defender as well. So I think he's a massive loss for the Sharks. I think the Warriors are currently playing better than Cronulla. But Cronulla with the finally the return of Sean Johnson this weekend after having two or three weeks off in a row. Um, he's going to be crucial if Cronulla are going to you know, do anything in the finals and even make the finals at this point. So um, this game could define both of these clubs' seasons. I've got the Warriors winning it in an upset by two points. I think they're $2.50 on the tab. Good price for them. Um, the Sharks, as I said, they've been very inconsistent in 2020. Um, the Warriors, even though they were losing early in, the, early in the season, they've always were trying hard and showing up. And I just, who doesn't want to see the Warriors at this point do the fairy tale and make the finals? Um, so I'm going to tip the Warriors by two points. And I don't know if it's more of a, you know, more of a want or a prediction, but the Warriors by two points in the final game of the round for me. Those are my NRL footy tips for round 18 of the Telstra Premiership. Let's recap the round now. And I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs in the Thursday night game against the Tigers. I've got the Bulldogs upsetting the Manly Seagulls. The Penrith Panthers winning a blockbuster game against the Parramatta Eels. Canberra destroying the St. George Laura Dragons. The Titans continuing their role against the Brisbane Broncos. And the Roosters being way too strong for the Newcastle Knights. On the Sunday games, I've got the Storm destroying the North Queensland Cowboys. And I've got the Warriors upsetting the Cronulla Sharks in the final game of the round. Those are my tips for round 18. Of course, I did get 6 out of 8 last weekend, but I still have not got that perfect round I've been looking for. Let's hope this weekend could be the week. Thank you guys for joining me on the podcast again today. Before we wrap up, let's go to my bets of the week. This week, we're going to go a multi. That's right, a multi of all the eight games I predicted. Why not put ten bucks on all the uh, fifty bucks on all the games I've tipped this week? You never know; it could get up, and we could find ourselves to a lot of cash. Uh, a special shout out to a good mate of mine um, who I used to work with, uh, Jack Rankin. He has been betting on the games, um, putting the multi on each and every week, and he cashed out after six games last week. Uh, last week, he didn't believe me in the final two, but I don't blame him because they're both wrong. Um, and he won a bit of money there. So in honor of Jack, let's put uh, let's put this multi on this week. And if you put all the games that I predicted, um, as I'm just getting them up on the tab, but you can go, obviously, whatever betting market you guys do. If you put all the games in a multi, you're getting $34. So even if you put 10 bucks on it, it could be 34 Put 50 on it. Wow, you're looking at $1,700. So I don't know if I'm that confident, but uh, you guys might be. So if you think I've got some good tips, may as well put them on and see what happens. Those are my footy tips for round 18 of the Telstra Premiership. Those are my prediction. Thank you guys for listening. Every week, please remember to follow the Facebook page, Steve's NRL Footy Tips, if you guys haven't. And uh, stay tuned. As I said, we've got a lot of content coming for Steve's NRL Footy Tips for the rest of the season. I've also got a podcast that um, I'm going to announce a little bit later on. Um, but the third podcast, as I said, it's a movie podcast. It's going to debut late in the year, late December. 
Um, I'm very excited to share more details with you guys soon. It's going to feature some special guests each and every week. Um, and I've got a really talented co-host that's going to go on this journey with me. So uh, thank you guys for the continued support. And I'll see you guys next week for round 19 of Steve's NRL Footy Tips. Have a great weekend watching the football. And let's get ready for the finals together. See you guys next week.